To interesting recipes, every page has a brief history and a photo of the person. Table, butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm. Table, cast iron skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and Much crack and pop. Cake. Sarah's mother died by giving birth to her. Her bring it to Tennessee farm. Table, pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop him black gang and his stripes. Look at him loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm. Table, bring it to Tennessee farm. Table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. This morning, we are setting the table with Christmas trees and red-eye gravy. We visit with Leo Collins. He is a buck-dancing, square-dance-calling Christmas tree farmer. He owns the Bluebird Christmas Tree Farm in High School, Tennessee, and has done so since 1988. And Fred Sausman features Alan Benton's red-eye gravy recipe in his potluck radio series. And if you're listening to the show by radio, I've got some Christmas music for you here today. Thank you so much for your good company. I really appreciate you tuning in today, either by podcast or radio. So let's dig in. Let's join our first guest, Leo Collins. He's owned and operated the Bluebird Christmas Tree Farm in High School, Tennessee since 1988. And, as mentioned, Leo is also a square dance caller and a really good buck dancer. At this writing, he has an ample supply of Christmas trees, some to cut from the field, and he has several that are already cut and ready to put on the top of the car. So let's join him now and hear about his Christmas tree farm. Can you describe what it is that you do here at Bluebird Christmas Tree Farm? Yeah, well, uh, we people come and get a Christmas tree, and they can either cut their own, or they can get ones we already have cut, or they can get ones that are bald and burlapped if they want to transplant, you know, later, put it in the ground. And... uh, then we have wreaths, and, and people just enjoy walking around on the farm, it seems like. But we have wreaths and roping and and mistletoe, and then a lot of uh, the gift shop has a lot of local jams and honeys and sorghum, uh, and we have hot chocolate, and you can sit by the fire and kind of enjoy it and slow down a little bit from the holiday pace, if you will. Uh, so that that's sort of what people tend to do. You know, and I love the fact that in your gift shop, you've got these regionally 
produce products that people can buy in addition to your trees. Yes, yes, that's uh, that's something that's there's just so many people around that 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 can provide those for us. I mean, the, just the number of them are just within a few miles of of us. The sorghum maker and the person that gets the honey and makes the wooden toys. Uh, they all live within oh six miles of us or so, and and so we're lucky to have to have all of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And how long has this farm been in operation? We planted the first trees, uh, I think, 31 years ago and uh, started selling trees about 26 years ago. Uh, and we've just been doing it ever since. We've enjoyed, enjoyed doing it. Do you have people that have come back for years? Yes, yes. We have... I don't think we have anybody who came the first year, but I think we still have one couple that came the second year, and they they still come back. And, and we have some that have moved away, and then when they move back to the area, they start coming here again. So that's, that's, that's nice. It's flattering, I guess you would say. What is your favorite part of this business, Leo? Uh, really, that, that's an easy question, because uh, the, the favorite part is just dealing with the people. Uh, we've met a lot of folks over the years, and uh, uh, it's just it's fun to see people come back. It's fun to see people come for the first time. Uh, it's I mean everybody has a story. It seems like I mean either it's their first Christmas together, or the, the baby's first Christmas, or uh, the grandparents bring the grandkids sometimes, and and so they're just having fun. And and really, the people come out to to uh to be together really we just i think we provide the background for for families to come out and be together more than uh you know we're certainly not the only place you can get a tree and uh but it's it's fun to have people come out and we just enjoy talking to them when we can and we're getting really really busy that's a that's kind of a downer because we can't stop and talk to folks as much but uh but yeah dealing with the people is the best the best part of it I bet. That's just wonderful. Now, how do people find you? Uh, well, we have a website, uh, bluebirdtrees.com, and we're on Facebook, and uh, and we pass out business cards. And then, then a lot, uh, a large number of the customers, I think, are just word of mouth. Uh, people have been coming for a long time, and they tell their friends, and so we get some more people coming, and yeah, that's probably the main thing. We have signs out directing people in, and some people will come and say, well, I just saw your sign and followed it in here to get a Christmas tree. But I think most people, it's it's word of mouth or uh, on the website or, or Facebook probably. But I always encourage people to come by 5 o'clock if they can. It's not for our convenience, but it's so that they can see the trees better. Uh, once the light starts getting dim, even though we have, light. Uh, once once the light gets dim, you're really looking at outlines of trees, and you can't really assess as well as as you would like to. So you may get a, a great tree, or you may get a so-so tree if you come like 7 o'clock. But we are here until 8, and, and so that's our, our actual hours, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Thursday through Sunday. You know what? Your prices seem really fair. Well, we yeah, we try to be. We try to be competitive and and 
and, and provide a lot of service for the customer when they can. Do you recommend people make some provisions before coming up there? Well, you know, uh, really, we have most everything they would need. But the thing I've been telling people is the best thing to bring is just a plan. I mean, how do you plan on getting it home? If you have a truck, you're home free or trailer or whatever. If, you, if you're wanting a large tree, then you probably want to get a, a truck or a, a trailer. Uh, average size tree, if you're going to put it on the top of your car, that's fine, or in the trunk. Uh, we have cord. Uh, we have saws you can come down with. Uh, but a lot of people, it's much easier to secure the tree if you have either bungees or ratchet straps or bring your own rope. We, we encourage people to kind of think ahead and a lot of times they'll have an entire garage full of bungees, but they forget to bring them, and then they end up either buying some from us or using the cord and tying a bunch of knots. And it's it's easier if you've uh, sort of thought through, well, how are we getting home with this? Okay, that's good to know, good to know. And what's that contact information one more time, please? Okay, the web address is bluebirdtrees, all one word, bluebirdtrees.com. And then we also have a, uh, if people want to call, they can call 865-457-5682. And, uh, and, and we are out, we are sort of between Norris and Clinton in general, just in general. Most people from Knoxville head north on I-75 and get off at Raccoon Valley Road. Uh, but if they want to call, I can give them more specific directions. But we have signs in from Raccoon Valley Road to, to find the farm. If you've just tuned in, you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. And we're visiting with Leo Collins of Bluebird Christmas Tree Farm in High School, Tennessee. He's one of the nicest people you could ever hope to meet. And at this writing, he has an ample supply of Christmas trees, several that are in the field if cutting a tree is an experience you and your family might want to have. And he also has several beautiful pre-cut trees. And up next, we'll hear a little bit about Leo's buck dancing and square dance calling. And now a little bit about yourself, Leo. Now, I hear that you are a square dance caller and a buck dancer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, guilty as charged. I, I, I love square dancing, especially traditional East Tennessee figures and and, and uh, love to, to buck dance. I learned from my grandfather and uh, I just, I enjoy doing it and try to get other folks to, to join. It's very, uh, it's an interesting kind of old traditional dance in that uh, everybody has their own style. And my style will be different from somebody else's, but it's all it's all good. There's not really a right or a wrong way to buck dance. As long as you're dancing with the music, it's your style and, and, and it's good. Now, did you come from North Carolina? Yes, I learned. I, I do the style that my grandfather did uh, over in Robbinsville, North Carolina, over in the Snowbird Mountains. And... Uh, it's just a little different, and uh, and I try to I, I try to keep doing that style in general because I don't know of anybody else that does it. So it it makes it even more unique, and and it's just ties into the family history. Uh, but 
Yeah, yeah. I I I do the try to do the steps that he that I saw him doing when I was little. And where are these square dances held? It's always it's at the Laurel Theater. It's the second Thursday of each month, and uh, uh, so we just we just missed it. You'll have to wait till the second Thursday in January for our next one. But uh, it's a lot of fun. You got a wonderful band, the Helgermites, and uh, and good callers. Last night, I uh, told him Stan Sharp called. He's did a wonderful job and. Everybody had fun. Didn't have a big turnout, but everybody had fun. I think uh, I think finals week at UT has a lot to do with it. <laughs> it hurts attendance. Uh, now, Leo, I've heard also that you are a retired botanist. Yes, yes, I was with I was the chief botanist for TVA for a good number of years, thirty something years, uh, and uh, yeah, that was a wonderful career. I got to work with just a, Really wonderful people, dedicated, and and I mean, I got to work with them either as colleagues or the people we met in the field, the landowners and and whatnot uh, that we deal with. But just there's a lot of nice people out there. Leo, thank you so very much for joining us here at the Tennessee Farm Table. Not a problem. I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think no matter. What tree farm they go to, they'll have a they'll have a great experience, and and uh, I, it it's it's fun. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it is a fun way to to see people and see where the products come from, and uh, whether it's the trees or the jams or the honey or whatever. It's a it's a good connection. Uh, I think it helps both sides. I think it helps the people that that grow and produce the things, and I think it helps the people that that uh, purchase to kind of understand a little bit better, and especially for kids, you know, where does all this stuff come from? I, I think it's just a good all the way around. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope your day is going real well. We've been visiting today with Leo Collins, a square dance caller, a buck dancer, and owner and operator of Bluebird Christmas Tree Farm in High School, Tennessee, since 1988. And I've placed a link to this on my website at TennesseeFarmTable.com. And just a note, he does not advertise on this show. Coming up is Fred Sausman and Alan Benton talking about Alan's red-eye gravy recipe. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Sausman. A divine elixir. That's what the late food writer John Edgerton called red-eye gravy. It's the simplest and cheapest gravy imaginable. Alan Benton, the owner of Benton's Smoky Mountain Country Hams in Madisonville, Tennessee, says red-eye gravy always begins with a piece of cured meat. It's essentially the grease and drippings from frying the ham. Legend has it that the name Red Eye originated when Andrew Jackson asked a whiskey-drinking cook to bring him some ham with gravy as red as the cook's eyes. A more likely explanation is the gravy's dark red color. To make Red Eye gravy, you need some fat on the ham. Many of the hams today don't have much fat, so I save ham fat at my place to make my Red Eye gravy. I'll fry the fat and render the fat to get the grease, and I'll lay a slice of country ham in there for about 35-40 seconds on one side, 35-40 seconds on the other side, 
and take it up. It's ready to serve. But to make the red-eye gravy, I'll add just a pinch of brown sugar, depending on how much gravy I'm trying to make, maybe a half of a cup of brewed coffee, and I'll turn my skillet up a little bit higher and take a spoon and stand there and stir that till I reduce that liquid down almost to where it was before I added the coffee to it. Pour that up, and that's red-eye gravy, which is incredible on grits or a biscuit. You don't have to have much to add a lot of flavor. Very much a dish out of hard times. Very much a dish out of hard times, yes, as all gravy, I'm sure, was originally. Red-eye gravy brings together two of the South's most enduring symbols, cured pork and a black iron skillet. For Potluck Radio, I'm Fred Saussman. This is Bonnie. This is Drew. And you're listening to Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee, for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.